Hey everyone, welcome Bentinho Massaro's Direct Path. Bentinho has been one of the most profound influences on my God realization and my understanding of the landscape of who we are, why we're here, where we're going, the nature of reality, consciousness, the absolute infinity. From what I understand, he, during his adolescent years, underwent glimpses of what it means to be enlightened, and then underwent travels to India and found a lot of wisdom in the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali, as we've talked about a lot on the show with Yoga, Chitta, Vritti, Nirodha. So union is the stopping of the fluctuations of mind. And then went on to have more and more of this expansive Satori which then he felt confident enough almost 10 years ago now there are some videos of him that are that old where he's sharing what he experienced. And if I understand correctly, that would be approximately at around the age of 22 or so. And that's really young for being able to pierce the veilless veil and God realize. And then furthermore is in those next couple of years from about 22 to appearing like 25 or so, passing a good amount of time at putting together the understandings into a modern teaching. He's a spiritual synthesist, as am I, pulling from a lot of the different mystic traditions, finding the perennial wisdom, the many paths to the one truth. And that's why he really resonates with me. Actually, that's why people like Rupert Spira as well really resonate with me, Eckhart Tolle, basically the people that are most perennial. Fred Davis, who we just had on the show. 
And Bentinho also focuses a lot on true simultaneity, which I was first taught by Sri Aurobindo about simultaneity being key. And so that's another key resonating factor is that simultaneity, which we'll unpack in a bit. So he undergoes this process of putting together the understandings, which here is one of the graphics of, and we'll have a couple of these graphics throughout, and we'll go over some of the higher level teachings towards the end. So we're going to do a boot camp version of the direct path, and then we'll do a an advanced level towards the end, covering some of the most cutting edge ground that he's been understanding most recently and so you can find the links in the bio below to his website as well as his mirror talk series which is on youtube which does a really good job at unpacking these insights in more detail as well as the rest of his global enlightenment retreat that he had on his youtube channel and also his Instagram, as well as Gabrielle's, who is making some of the graphics that we'll be sharing towards the end that are really high level. Of quotes and other inspirational understandings of his. So in essence, He's putting together his understandings into a coherent framework for people to become God-realized. Now, the breaking it up into these components of being self or God-realized versus being self-actualized, being empowered. He breaks it up into these components, but ultimately becoming God-realized is also becoming empowered and becoming a more effortless action, Wu Wei, with your self-actualization, with your own unique artistic expression. Where you butterfly effect only the absolute highest morality. So putting together these types of graphics and doing these satsangs, he would have these group gatherings where it would be about God-realization and you would break it down into different topics. This is about what appeared to be about six or so years ago. So maybe around 2015, it looked like he was doing these very frequently. And I believe he was approximately 26 or so years old then as well. So I'm 28. So he's 26 and he's already put together this massive curricula and as you can see it's there in the bottom right corner trinfinityacademy.com and over these last especially you know six years has been building up this massive catalog of content not only with this teaching but also on bentinomasaro.tv where he has a, a subscription service to this massive catalog of content that he has. And this is because he's had all of these opportunities to be able to sit down and pass along his teachings to people that are interested in God realization. 
and because he himself is God realized. He himself understands that topology or that landscape to the nature of reality. And so because of that, that enables him to be able to create those containers where people can tell based on his vibration, based on his essence, based on his frequency, based on what he is saying, because it's a perennial wisdom. You know when you know, and you know when other people know. And so he would do things like take graphics like this and then explain them and unpack them and answer questions for an hour, hour and a half. And this would be a way for the teaching, in a sense, to become formulated by the teacher and the students themselves in dialectic, very Socratic. And that's been the classic relationship, which is what Nisargatata Maharaj, who is a major teacher of Bentinho's as well, talked about the salience. The most important thing is to surround yourself with those that are enlightened, those that have underwent Satori or Sahaja or Nirvana or Moksha. Because that liberation from suffering from them, them being God realized themselves, it butterfly effects out onto you. It's as simple as just their peace, their happiness, their understanding of the God being the seer or consciousness or awareness itself is enough for you to slowly ease your way or rapidly. Again, that's the ant's way or the bird's way of Siddhara Mishwar who was actually teaching Nisargatata Maharaj. And so either one of those may come in terms of ant's way or bird's way. But to actually know who these people are and to go out and consume the content that they're providing for free online is so paramount. This is what I did in 2020 was just eat up as much, sponge up as much of this cutting-edge content around God-realization, around studying the geniuses that have lived before us and that are alive today and abstract out a meta-pattern of their most profound teachings. And so to be that obsessed with truth is going to make it yield. And, of course... He's had these obstacles and adversities as he's been becoming more well-known in the space. There's a lot of, especially when you're in your mid-20s, there's a lot of, although it may feel like the ego is completely transcended, that there are a lot of perverse incentives around what is known as the guru-disciple relationship. And so if the student is seeking and if the guru is truly enriched, then there won't be any tension between them in the sense of monetary or sexual or clout-based, that type of stuff. Because the person that is enlightened or awakened understands the nature of reality to such a degree where those experiences just slide off of them. 
and he's had some scenarios with people that have underwent more damaging instances to themselves as well as with having people come and be in a sense very misrepresenting about what his essence is on videos and documentaries and things like that of course there have been bold claims by Bentinho as well but this is the learning process you can tell that there's a new level of maturity in what he's doing from what I understand, I think he's 32 right now. And so this is also quite nice for me as well, hitting this liberation around 28, which is then giving me this higher level of maturity as I enter into a similar space, especially coming from a viewpoint of understanding the deep sciences and understanding the synthesis of spirituality with that and what we're doing with artificial general intelligence, where we're at geopolitically, all of this type of stuff. So it's its own unique angle. And it's nearly, in a sense, it's impossible for you not to color your understanding of reality or the absolute with your own unit's personality your own unique refraction, the source light coming through your diamond necklace around your neck. But to do your best to not get attached to these things, and that's one of the perennial wisdoms is to not get attached to these words. Even in these graphics that we're going to unpack here, even in our teachings ourselves on our direct path videos, there's never a obsession with specific words. It's experience-based for you to recognize that diamond necklace around your neck and God realize. So a little bit of backstory on him and a little bit of also gratitude for the very fact that 10 years ago there was that courageous stepping forward and taking the Satori and being able to share it with people over all of these years across all of this video, host all of these retreats and getting people to God realize Likely hundreds and hundreds of people across the world, God realized now because of Bentinho stepping forward and sharing many of these direct path teachings and putting it so concisely. So very grateful, super grateful. So let's jump in. So if we take a look at this first graphic, this first graphic is one that aims to summarize the entire metaphysical landscape. So... The entire metaphysical landscape is best addressed by the that first quadrant on the right. So you have that quadrant or that slice all the way on the right. And it's the I am this slice. The person, beingness, impermanent, focused, experiencing, subject, objects. Now the individual self creation. What's happening is that there's a human that understands that, okay, it depends on how they're raised because if you're raised like a Kogi Mama and you never ever even have the egoic contracted energetic entity form in the first place, you will literally 
only be that awareness. You will only be on that infinite, absolute, and awareness side of things. Now, the I am this only happens because we have ignorant parenting that when the child comes into the world, the child is immediately told that they are separate, that they gain these layers of identity, the object permanence kicks in, all of these types of things happen that then make it so that the child has to undergo this process of shedding their layers of ego later on in their lives. And so that's what happens is the child is born into the world. They think it's a physical, finite earth that has a, that that's the limit of the picture is that, that there's all of these separate egoic entities across this planet and that they have to have this fear and the safety mechanism and that it's just all upside down and backwards but that's the whole point of the creation that's the whole point of leela the divine play and so when that happens usually they're trapped in the i am this i am this body i am this onion layer of my identity my where i'm born what my age is what my name is what i do for a living where i live all of these onion layers of identity you're always associating yourself with your thoughts or your emotions or your perceptions or your sensations or these objects or anything like that and it's that obsessive compulsive inability to quiet your own mind that is driving the monkey mind absolutely out of control and it's not giving you access to the nature of reality that is already around your neck the diamond is already here you just don't know because you're stuck in the clouds instead of understanding what the sky is and so that's what the i am this is the i am this is all of the myriad clouds that are happening and so that's when you get things like when suffering happens to the human the suffering is like a guidance system it's like that resonance that is trying to say hey wake up wake up if you're suffering right now you don't have to because your nature is happiness your nature is peace so why don't you have that it's already around your neck how do you not know that maybe there is something for you to do maybe there is something for you to seek maybe there is an optimal direct path for you to become enlightened that takes into account all of these perennial wisdoms across the mystic traditions. And so that's the process of tuning in to suffering as a drill sergeant, suffering as a guidance system, getting you to burst out of physicalism, getting you to burst out of being a finite, contracted, egoic entity and seeking something greater than that. Now, it's not like the parable of the prodigal son where you go outward and then you keep going outward and keep going outward because it is like that in the sense that you're going to keep going outward and then you're going to be seeking happiness externally and you're going to hit a breaking point and then you're going to turn inward. But it's not like that in the sense that you don't immediately turn inward. People seek for really long periods of time without understanding to turn into their consciousness into their awareness itself that that is where the seat of god is god is the seer people don't recognize that right away nobody's telling them that right away so even me when i'm 23 attending theravada buddhism 10-day meditation retreats you know nobody's telling me then either that god is the seer 
nobody's telling me there that there are these levels like with this graphic here where you can actually visually see the entire landscape or the topology of what the nature of reality is. Nobody is showing this to us. You get these nice experiential exercises which are incredible at learning how to eradicate the deepest roots of suffering because you zip, shut your mouth for 10 straight days and you can't make eye contact or use technology and so you're able to go down to those deepest roots of suffering and misery and absolutely eradicate them and liberate them. You're, you're using your breath as a mechanism, as a tool for you to do so. You create this massive gap so you're not reactive, you're not craving or averting. It's really powerful and useful. Entheogens are really powerful and useful. That was something that I also started dabbling into with LSD and psilocybin and 5-MeO-DMT and doing other things like beginning to read things, reading the Tao Te Ching, reading the Old and New Testament, reading the Sufi metaphysics, reading the Four Books, Five Classics undergoing more and more different shamanic rituals, more and more learning from people like Bentinho Massaro or Rupert Spira or Sri Aurobindo. And so looking up the life of Buddha, of Adi Shankara, of Patanjali, of Jesus Christ, of Lao Tzu and of Confucius, and so this is sort of the thing that you have to do in a sense. If you want to become a synthesis, if you want to be able to have a robust lattice work across all of these different mystic traditions, you have to take the spiritual synthesis route because it's what gives you the untrue anchored understanding of what perennial wisdom is. Philosophia means the love of wisdom. That's why it's perennial wisdom, because it's across all of the mystic traditions. They all have the same wisdom. It's many paths to one end. It's the perennial philosophy. And this is what we'll get into towards the end, but this is where things like the traditions of things like the the existing frameworks with things like the Neo-Advaita, where that sort of one step to the absolute is in a sense a little more unstable which we'll get to in a moment so actually what we can do here is we can go to this graphic again and we can look at what's called the first step okay so the first step is when what we're talking about with that parable of the prodigal son where you no longer seek externally. You're no longer a contracted egoic entity because you're drawn to seek towards something that's greater than just being a finite biological creature, which is not your nature. You are not that. You know, netty, netty, I am not a finite biological creature. You know, you have to have this discernment basically on all the time. Your vigilance is what is key to your discernment which is what is key to your enlightenment and in this case you're no longer seeking externally but now you're turned inward so that's typically the first step so not only not not it's not always a turn directly inward sometimes it's seeking other things but ultimately it's a turn inward in order to understand and again we i didn't have this nomenclature i didn't have this lexicon this vocabulary and so now you get it you get these graphics, you get the, I'm doing an exegesis, I'm drawing out Bentinho Massaro's most profound wisdoms on his direct path teaching, and then I'm distilling it even further for you.
Now you don't have to go out and search for this graphic. You don't have to go look for this landscape. I already drew it out for you from his work and now I'm sharing it with you. So now you get to hack. You get a rare candy like you're in Pokemon. You get to level up faster. And so recognize that. Recognize that because if I was 23 years old and if somebody was able to provide me with radical insights like this along with the Theravada Buddhism and sit down with me and undergo this process, I could have rocketed faster. And so this is what we need for five-year-olds, 12-year-olds, 18-year-olds. We need these styles of rocketing up faster to God realization and then to solve the greatest sustainable development goals and challenges that our planet has for maximizing prosperity, abundance, well-being, flourishing, human potential at large. All right, so you undergo this process of having that that suffering as a drill sergeant that is constantly being like, you know, you are not that cloud, you know, that cloud that is your thought or your emotion or your belief or your feeling that you are not that. That this finite, egoic, contracted energy is constantly assuming that I am my thought, I am this emotion. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely absurd when you get to this point. It is so absurd. You're not even that person anymore. I don't even know who that guy was. I can't even believe it. It's crazy. And so you recognize that you're not that cloud. You're not that thought, feeling, emotion. And then what happens is you recognize that you're the sky. The sky is what is known as that I am. So it's not I am this. It's I am and these analogies we've been using on the show so much, you know, one that Rupert's been really influential with us on is this is the I am. The I am is the blank fucking paper. And the I am this is when the paper gets colored by words. So here the paper is colored by words. The words are the clouds. The words are the clouds. The paper itself, pure, bare, empty awareness or consciousness. This is the sky. This is eternally being colored by experience. No shit. Okay, so now you're starting to get it. Now, I didn't get that awareness or consciousness was it until just over a little over a month ago. I didn't, I didn't know that, that that was the diamond necklace that Rumi was talking about. Consciousness and awareness is eternal. It is what is being colored by experience all the time. And you can also use the ocean analogy here as well. So you begin recognizing the I am this is when you're experiencing a wave of emotion or feeling or belief or experience or thought or perception, sensation, object, what have you. And the ocean is the infinite consciousness or the infinite awareness itself. So you become that I am witness, that I am observer that is then recognizing that that experience is like a cloud. Otherwise, if you're the I am this, if you're the contracted physical entity, you become the cloud and the cloud is you and you're lost in the cloud. You're lost in the wave. You're lost in the words. Or in the most modern understanding as well, you have these devices. Your awareness, your consciousness is the eternal screen that is being colored by experiences. Guys, this stuff is not that difficult. 
It's so funny. It's hilarious. It's the veilless veil or the gateless gate. It is that simple. It is that much recognition that is needed. Of course, you will also be building up this lattice work, which will help you a lot. This concept framework of schemas across different perennial wisdoms. But to just understand the turn inward is so paramount. Stop looking externally. Stop your monkey mind from racing for just one moment. And just recognize your pure bare awareness, the consciousness itself, before it gets colored by a cloud. That sky is what we're talking about as the diamond necklace that's around your neck. That consciousness, that awareness is shared. You and I share our consciousness. Every single one of us on the planet shares our consciousness, our awareness. That is what non-duality is, is that sharedness of our consciousness. That is what love is, the sharedness of the consciousness. It is not the separate 8 billion entities, but it is the non-duality of that consciousness or awareness being shared. Now, do we have unique diamonds around our necks that the source light is refracting through? Yes, we do. If you look at our eye, the eye itself has a pupil, right? And that's the shared eye of God, but the iris around it is the unique coloration of the diamond that the source light is refracting through. So do you have a unique experience? Of course you do. Do I have a unique experience? Of course I do. But the I, when you ask the most fundamental fucking question, what is I? The answer to that question is God. The I is God. The I is source. The I is Brahman or Tao. That's what it is. And it's infinitely and eternally being colored by experience. That's what, that's what it means by God's dream, that this is the dream. This is the appearance. The physicalism, creation design is the appearance. And within it, we get colored by experience, just like we do when we go sleep at night. You sleep for eight hours a night. And for several of those hours, you probably dream. You simulate realities, immerse yourself in first person, and you go and walk around in them. That is what this is. Wake up to that. It's that simple. It's right under our noses. All of these codes are right under our noses. And so that's what the I am is. The I am is the presence, beingness, permanent, relaxed, experiencing subject, object. It's the presence energy, substratum. All that is the manifest self. So to recognize that you are that. That's what Tatvam Asi means. It means that you are that, I am that, we are that. What does I and my father are one mean from John 1030? It means that I and God are one. It's not two, it's one. That's what non-duality means. It means it is one, not two. What does Wadat al-Wujud, the Sufi metaphysic, means? It means that everybody on the fucking planet, all a billion of us, are going through our own unique styles of piercing the veilless veil and finding the diamond necklace already around our neck, which is what happened to me about a month ago. I pierced the veilless veil. I fucking got it. I had the Satori. Now I'm just building up on top of that now. Now I'm able to actually communicate these things to you because I fucking get it. I understand it. I'm God-realized. Great. And I'm going to continue doing these bicep curls, these workouts that are going to continue making me more and more understanding 
of what the true topology landscape of the nature of reality is and sharing it with people. There's nothing else I could do. That's what is happening to this creative expression of infinity. I'm not doing anything. It's doing me. And that's a whole nother step for you to recognize is that you're not doing it. It's doing you. But the ego wants to have the illusion of control. So now Ramana Maharshi will tell you that you go to the stage of the I-I, which is this next stage on the left, which is the unmanifest self. That's where you have the awareness, the emptiness beingness, the timeless, the self-experiencing, pure subject, no object. So that's when you get to really get into the awareness, aware of awareness. That's what Ramana Maharshi meant. And that's why he just stayed silent, because that's what he did all the time, was just be aware of awareness itself, and that's it. That's it. You're God-realized. You're aware of awareness itself. Done. Done. Now, people would come up to him, and they would maybe ask a question, and he would stay silent. Why? Because just being in his energy, being in his aura, even that question itself, you would be looking at Ramana as he's literally just being God-realized. He's just, he's just shining from his eyes and radiating the absolute God-realized state. There's nothing else that can happen to you besides that butterfly effect of you also becoming more and more recognized that that is it. Look at this guy. Look at how happy. Look at how peaceful it is. Is that the nature of awareness? Yes, it's the nature of awareness. And it's being colored by experience. It's very much like the pure, bare, emptiness. You're getting to a point where more and more the perennial wisdom across the mystic traditions of nirvana or being blown out or moksha being liberated from suffering or sahaja, the sudden, sudden enlightenment is kicking in where you're really starting to be like, whoa, what is this all about? Because the I am phase is already fucking mind-blowing enough. And when you're getting closer and closer to the infinite, when you're getting closer to the absolute, to even beyond the I, when you transcend even the observer, the witness, the self, God itself, you're really getting into some insane places that are, are absolutely ineffable, can't use words, you can't even use concepts, can't use descriptions, there's nothing you can do to explain what it's like to transcend awareness itself. Well, Bentinho did here, he wrote, you know, the one, the absolute infinity beyond I, beyondness, foreverness, beyond experiencing and no subject. And that's ultimately, you know, the best we can do. The best we can do is these types of words. And the easiest way to get there again is to just transcend even the observer itself, transcend even the witness itself, even awareness itself, transcend even that, recognize that that is the, the God or the Brahman or the Tao or the source point. And yet there's even something to transcend beyond that, beyond your 
awareness itself. So we go through this process of recognizing that all the way there is this contracted egoic entity and it undergoes this process of awakening to these next stages that are more and more relaxing and they're more and more expansive. It's just a relaxation and expansion that happens. All right, so I'm going to show you now another way to view that person world, okay? So this is another way to view the person world. So you have that consciousness, which is very much like that I amness, and that I amness is the most pure, bare, empty awareness. That is it, okay? Now, beyond that is where you begin coloring your layers of identity you take the sky and you instead of recognizing and staying as the sky experiencing the clouds you become more and more attached to the, your clouds they become you your clouds become your layers of identity so here when you move up from consciousness into things like the points of view in a sense this is even moving down you become more and more constricted egoically into your points of view or into your unconscious beliefs, into your subconscious feelings, into your conscious thoughts, you become more and more contracted. You are not your thought, you are not your feeling, you are not your emotion, you are not your belief, you are not your experience, your sensation, your perception, you are none of those things. You are not the clouds, you are the sky, which is the consciousness itself. And so to be able to see things like this, it slowly can help you go from that physical world to that next layer of the at least the I amness itself. Recognizing yourself as the observer, as the witness, as the diamond necklace that is already around your neck. That is what that means. That is what Rumi meant. All right. So hopefully that helps a bit with the direct path. I'm going to show, share this graphic with you as well, which is basically another one of sort of Bentinho's syntheses on the nature of reality in another perspective, which this one you can find in his Global Enlightenment Retreat. Again, that physical is the box that's around your head. The physical is every single lie that you've been told. Every single subscription that's happened to you that's created a layer of identity. Complete lies. Absolute complete lies. And that's, that's the indoctrination and the baptizing that happens in the culture of physicalism, in the religion of physicalism. And if you don't have conscious parents... If you have ignorant parents, they're going to baptize you even harder into physicalism. And then you're going to have to shed those onion layers. So you, as you're probably going to be having kids as well, if you are younger and listening, that you, your number one priority should be to become awakened and enlightened and become a conscious parent so that you don't funnel your kid into an egoic physical box around their head. And so what becomes a little more subtle, so the physical is the gross and then you move your way up to the absolute, which becomes more and more subtle. So in this sense, you get up to this mind. The mind is more subtle than the physical. And you recognize that. That's a pretty simple transition for you to go. 
okay? And you go this to your thought. That's a layer of subtlety and difference. And then you go another layer up to nothingness, which means rather than being the sky, rather than being the clouds, the clouds of the thoughts, emotions, feelings, perceptions, sensations, experiences, etc., rather than having your mind be in those clouds and observe, ob- ob- obsessed with them, now you take a step back and you recognize that the awakeness itself, that awareness, that consciousness itself is pure, bare, empty. There's no thing there. It's not a thing. It's a subject. It's an observer. It's a witness itself. Now you go one more step back in subtlety and you get to the awareness of everything. All 8 billion humans in this creation design across all of these different creation designs themselves. And that's when you can really hold the integral. If you're holding not only the 8 billion here, but you're holding the... Every single creation design and all of the agents there that are piercing the veil, the veilless veil and awakening to their true nature. That's what it means. Wadat al-wujud, the unity of all finding is happening this fast across all these creation designs. And so it's not only awareness of your own creation design here of 8 billion. So you're literally holding the consciousness of all 8 billion people as one consciousness of God, which it is. But you're doing that across all creation designs, all that is, okay? And that's when you can transcend even the observer, even the witness itself. And that's when there's this question mark absolute infinity. Here's another way that Bentinho says it. It's really profound. If people can't hear you are that one infinite, absolute, formless perfection beyond all experience, I move on to you are pure awareness. Again, let's say that one more time. If people can't hear, you are that one infinite, absolute, formless perfection beyond all experience. I move on to you are pure awareness. So that's your tip top. One infinite, absolute, formless perfection beyond all experience. Okay? Hold that. Reread that. Practice that over and over again. So if you can't hear that, move on to you are pure awareness. If they cannot hear that, I suggest they focus on being present beyond their ordinary thoughts. Okay, so again, quite simple. Just be present as the sky or the ocean itself rather than the clouds or the waves. It's that simple. Just get to that point beyond physicalism and you're already in the hands of eternity and infinity at a deeper level. If they cannot hear that, I suggest they discover their calling slash purpose and align everything to it. So if you don't have any idea what we're talking about regarding transcending physicalism to become the observer or the witness or that I am-ness, if you have no idea what that is and you don't care and you don't want to investigate further, then just align yourself to your calling and purpose in your self-actualization route and go and make a profound, valuable impact on the world. Hopefully you're solving some sustainable development goals and maximizing planetary harmony and prosperity and peace and love. If they cannot hear that, I say they can create whatever they want. If they cannot hear that, I am forced by their free will to hand what feels like my children back to the sinister hypnotists who have curated mass ignorance for millennia. I release them with a blessing, an armor of love and light and a new seed planted in their being to awaken them over time.
So this is a this is a homeomorphism of the other graphics that we've been looking at. So the homeomorphism simply means that it's topologically isomorphic. So meaning this is topologically the same as what we saw through the other graphics. So it's just another way to portray the data. So in this case, Bentinho is explaining it with words, but it's the same thing as when you saw the graphic earlier. So it's the same thing, but just displayed differently. It's the same data, the same information displayed differently. That's why it's called a homeomorphism. These things are topologically isomorphic. So again, here's the example with words. Then you have this example from the Global Enlightenment Retreat that he just did this last year in 2020. And then you have this, which is again from, I believe even this is old from six years ago or something, which is so crazy it's so cool that he was here in 2015 trying to bring this to the masses and that's sh sharing the same thing as we saw in those other graphics and then this one is just that version of what it's like on the physicalism level trying to transcend that into the simple i am pure consciousness or awareness okay so just to make sure everybody is up to speed, we will review one more time. What this Atlas unit is communicating with the direct path, it's not different than Bentinho Massaro. It's not different than Rupert Spira. It's not different than Fred Davis. It's not different than any of the teachers of non-duality. It's not different than any of the spiritual synthesis that are on the planet. Eckhart Tolle and all of these guys, they're all pointing to the same thing. Rumi was pointing to the same thing that Lao Tzu was pointing to. Buddha's pointing to the same thing that Jesus Christ is pointing to. Everybody's pointing to the same thing. They're having different colors as they're talking about it, but they're pointing to the same thing. They're different flavors of ice cream. They're all fucking ice cream. So if you tune into our direct path video, you might be tasting chocolate ice cream. And if you tune into some of Bentinho's videos, you might be tasting vanilla ice cream. And you might be tasting strawberry ice cream with Rupert Spira and whatnot. And so that's why you can tell that these things are, there's a perennial wisdom because why else would they all be fucking ice cream? Why else when I listen to Rupert and I listen to Bentinho and I look at the Sufi metaphysics and the Lao Tzu and I go and take entheogens and all those things look at each other and look at me as well, that we all say that, yeah, it's just all pointing to the one end on these different colors or these different paths. Wake up to that. Wake up to that. That is the single most important thing that this planet can awaken to is literally the perennial wisdom. It's literally a timeless truth. It's been here forever and it'll continue being here. But we're lost in Maya. We're lost in the illusion. We're lost in the dream. We're lost in the physicalism, believing that we're finite, contracted, egoic, separate entities. And we're the fish that is literally seeking the ocean that it's already in. But we don't see the diamond necklace around our neck. And we don't see how it's a unique refraction of the source light. Just like your pupil and the iris. Just look at somebody else in the eyes. Just look at somebody else in the eyes for an extended period of time silently, without moving, without laughing. And just look at their pupil silently for several minutes. 
and you will see the kingdom of God within them, they will see the kingdom of God within you. Train yourself to do that instead of seeing a separate entity. It's the same fucking observer looking at itself through both of you. But everybody gets there to the one end across all of these different paths in their own time. I would not have understood any of this five years ago, even three years ago. Now, if I was trained when I was five years old with the VR pedagogy of God realization, then I would have picked this shit up by the time I was 12, which is why we're making that so that we can get teenagers to be God realized. Or with the Kogi Mamas, if you want to take a spiritual perspective that's not necessarily technological and scientific like with virtual realities and whatnot, you can just take the Kogi perspective. Just be born into complete darkness for your first nine years of your life in a cave. What do you think that's going to do to you? Probably make you an absolute shamanic Jedi. There's not going to be any separation when you get out of that cave. You're going to know that you're one with everything. You're going to know that this is infinity expressing itself as these creation designs. You're going to know that. You're going to know what the ineffable is. You're going to know what the absolute is. You're going to know what the... Even the people you surround yourself with are going to be people that know those things as well. You're not even going to encounter... If you're up in the Sierra Nevada de Santa Marta in Colombia, or if you're over in the the in the African Vodun traditions over in West Africa or if you're in the Australian Aborigines traditions and if you're across any of these temples or monasteries up in the mountains across Zen or Dzogchen or any of these what's going to happen is you're going to recognize that the people around you are not egoic contracted entities. They are blissed out, pieced out people that recognize that the observer is shared and that they're transcending even the observer itself to the absolute. The observer is God and they're transcending even that. That's what the perennial wisdom is. All right, so now what we're going to do is we're going to take from this kind of like direct path level where we've had this breakdown from the I am this to the I am to the I, I, and to the beyond I, we're going to take this to the level of where we're mostly going to talk about only the I, I, or the I am to the beyond I, to the absolute or the infinite, that type of thing. So... This is the, quote, highest level of, like, that direct path teaching. And so this is why this episode was very timely, and I wanted to share it because I had just done an exegesis, not only of his teachings over the last year and whatnot, but I had also done an exegesis of his recent most comprehensive understandings of how to transcend even the observer itself to the absolute, which is where I'm at as well in my path. And so it's really resonant. All right. So 
you can find all of these on our Instagram simulation series. We posted them there. And I'm really grateful to Gabrielle as well. You can find her link in the bio below to her Instagram, but she's the one that makes a lot of these posts. And her handle is at lovin, L-O-V-I-N dot Gabrielle, G-A-B-R-I-E-L-L-E. And you can go follow her and support her. And then Bentinho's Instagram is also down there. But let's start with this one, okay? So this is the higher level direct path teachings that are really resonant with me as I'm undergoing this process of understanding what that infinite consciousness is and how to be able to transcend even that to this absolute, to this infinite. And so there's even a lot of nuances with even just using the word infinite because many people use infinite consciousness to describe the observer or the witness itself. So when you say the absolute and then you add the word infinity to that, again, there's just so much around the nomenclature, the lexicon, the semantics of these things. But ultimately, the absolute is absolutely ineffable, indescribable, it's attributeless, and it's agentless. And so there's nothing you can fucking say about it. You just transcend the observer itself. You transcend God itself, the seer. You transcend that. And that's when you taste the absolute. It's way simpler then it's actually really simple. Once you sort of get to your Satori, everything becomes simple. In the last month, everything has just clicked into place and become ridiculously simple. I've went through these upgrades in Satori as well, where I've been just adding to the Satori over time and it's becoming more and more clear and more and more just profound. And once once you pierce the veilless veil or the gateless gate, you get it. It's done. You don't even need a gold star from a teacher to have them put it on your head. You just get it. It's done. The only thing you can do after that is literally just, you know, continue doing the reps with your discernment. That's it. Just surrender to the absolute that's channeling through and recognize yourself as that eternal that's being colored by what this unique expression is, your iris, your unique source light refracting through your diamond necklace. So let's unpack these higher level ones a bit together. So this first one is, truth is not an experience, but a rejection of all experiences. This is natural clarity of the highest order. The illusions of experiences simply slide off of you by power of natural discernment. Okay, we were just talking about that. Literally, your experience of the clouds or of the ocean waves themselves that is not truth truth is your ability to reject even the clouds even the waves and you okay then you recognize okay my natural clarity is the peace and the happiness of the eternal consciousness that is being colored by those things okay and then you recognize even more that all of it even slides off you're not moved by any of it it doesn't move you anymore you feel things massively you have high ass sensitivity you have way more subtlety than anybody that's in the gross or the physical way more way more to be able to transcend even the observer or god or the witness itself requires a massive amount of subtlety the most subtlety and so nothing 
is able to pierce your equanimity. You're just imperturbably peaceful. Done. End of story. Done. You recognize the illusion of those appearances. Done. Transcend even the experiencer and penetrate the absolute. Infinity glimpsing itself, beyond nothingness and everythingness. Preserve the highest discernment. Liberate yourself from the carrots of Maya. Okay, so in this case, it's clear that, as we just talked about a moment ago, we're transcending even the experiencer, and that's how we're penetrating the absolute. It's infinity glimpsing itself, beyond nothingness and everythingness. I'm still trying to understand, you know, beyond everythingness being the everything of all that is, and then the nothingness is the everything is no thing. Everything is an appearance or an illusion or a dream in God's brain. And so going beyond even the nothingness and the everythingness, beyond the all that is and beyond the dream, it's dreams themselves, that's it. And Bentinho said in his recent Direct Path video, he said, even the... Even oneness is suffering in itself because you become attached to being all that is you say that oh i'm oneness i'm all that is and then you just become the entirety of all that's happening that's a state that's a stage it's important but at the same time don't become attached to it also understand the nothingness of all of the dreams how the dreams are illusory. That's another more advanced stage and state. And then even beyond both of those two together is something else where you transcend even the observation of those two things. And just liberating yourself from the carrots of Maya. The carrots are all over the place. Keep that high discernment and liberate yourself from the carrots that are all over. Always trying to tempt you always trying to tempt you it's crazy they're always trying to tempt you and the wiser you get the less you're tempted by them maya is here to drive us home suffering is the absolute's gps guiding us back to itself in the final state there was never any suffering or experience so again Maya is the drill sergeant of suffering. And so that illusion in itself is teaching us about how to go and pierce the veilless veil and to turn inward towards consciousness. And that's the absolute GPS guiding us back to itself. And then in the final state, there's never any suffering or experience because it's all a dream in God's brain. That's all it is. It's an illusion. It's an appearance. It's a dream.
Use the I am to remove all form-based thorns from the I slash I until penetration of the absolute, which removes even the original thorn of foreverness. Okay, so once you get beyond the I am this to the I am, what you're going to do is you're going to slowly or quickly become better and better at removing the form-based thorns from that I slash I, meaning that you're going to have all these scenarios that happen to you in the world where those scenarios are going to lead you to become a, a victim to the cloud again. And you're going to remove those form-based thorns. You're also going to remove the form-based thorns of materialism and conspicuous consumption and clout chasing and fame and fortune and wealth and and sexual fantasies. Because those don't serve your enlightenment anymore. And then you penetrate the absolute, which removes even the original thorn of the foreverness of the witness itself, of awareness itself. So awareness is the original thorn from the absolute. The original thorn from the absolute is awareness. The original thorn. And then everything else is a downstream thorn of physicalism in these creation designs does a world appear apart from experiencing knowing God directly is a simple shift from the experiences to the experiencer the seer guys this one is just ridiculously simple if you want to move from the i am this to the i am all you have to do is recognize the seer that's all you have to do stop focusing on the experience says themselves and and focusing on the experience sir that's why saint francis of assisi said that which you are seeking is what is seeking itself so you can't keep going out and seeking externally because you're literally seeking the seeker itself. Recognize that. That which you seek is what is seeking. That's what the diamond necklace is that Rumi talked about. To wake up to that is liberation. True liberation. We're at a whole new level of planetary ignorance with the complete immersion in Maya without even understanding the, the illusion of it, the appearance of it, the dream of it. Complete, unprecedented levels of Maya right now. Because there's 8 billion of us. That's the thing. If before there were only 100 million people, that's not that much Maya. Well, it's a lot of Maya, but... You know, it's not like 10 Maya, but it's still like, you know, 95 million Maya or whatever. You know, now today we're talking like 7.8 billion Maya or whatever. And it's fucking crazy that that's how many people are stooped in the illusion. And a bunch of them, maybe a billion of them have this seeking impulse and they're trying to find the diamond necklace already around their neck, but they're doing it part-time. 
they're doing it like, oh, I think that if I just dedicate one hour a week to watching a YouTube video, I will become enlightened. No, motherfucker, that's not how it works. Dedicate 40, 50, 60 hours a week nonstop to this shit. Build up that lattice work. Watch all of the direct past stuff. Read all of the books of the mystic traditions. Attend all of the meditation retreats. Go and do entheogens. Do everything. Build up your lattice work. Seek until your ass falls off. Until you literally break through the veilless veil and you experience Satori. That's the only way to do it. That's what we'll get to here in a moment with the one step being unstable. Or be lost in the labyrinth of your own creation if you want. It's not a problem. That's the whole point of non-duality is to say that you can be, there is no being lost. If you want to be a contracted egoic entity, that's exactly what it is and that's it. And there's no additional words to add to it. Now, in the dualistic concession, you say that that ego-contracted entity is what's destroying the planetary ecology and that that ego-contracted entity needs to wake up to God-realization so it stops destroying the planetary ecology. That's the dualistic concession of the mountain. So that egoic entity needs to turn back around and pursue these different paths up the mountain and build up this latticework and understand what the infinite consciousness is and what the absolute is. It's that there's so much amnesia, there's so much forgetting right now of even eternity. Everyone's stooped in time. Time is the illusion that's destroying people's understanding of eternity. And so it's making everyone feel finite. And that's why we're convinced that, ah, oh, this world appears apart from experiencing. No, motherfucker, God has to be the observer that is fucking experiencing. You can't, you can't imagine dreaming at night and while you dream at night, it's just the dreamed world, but there's no observer in it. What the fuck? You can't dream a dream and there not to be an observer in it that's experiencing it. There would be no experiencing then. Duh. Wake up. It's so fucking simple. It's right under our noses. <laughs> ah, these analogies. Oh my gosh. They're so simple. They're so simple a fucking kid can get it. A kid that dreams can understand the nature of reality. And then just throw them into a VR god realization technology at the age of five and it's game over dude they will no longer serve the corporate hypnotists that have been brainwashing civilization for millennia come and serve your king the king of money come and serve the king the king of conspicuous consumption don't you want the car don't you want the house don't you want the hot girl? Don't you want the drugs and the alcohol? Don't you want the clout and the fame? Don't you want all of that? Come and work for us. Come and work for us. Come and work for us. Yeah, I want that. And by the time you're 80 years old, you're like, dude, I didn't fucking live a moment of my life.
That's the current nature of our reality. And there's a very, 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 very small portion of people that will be like, fuck all that noise. That's a bunch of bullshit. And then they'll be the ones that are like, okay, now what is real? What is the true nature of reality? What do I have to seek? Okay, seek inward. Okay, oh, fuck, I got it. I'm the observer. God's the observer. Everyone is that. Got it. And what, oh, there's an absolute. We can transcend even that observer. That process itself is gold. That is the gold of the planet. That is the gold of the planet. Everything else is illusion. It's Maya. It's a dream. Everything else is that, which is fine. Again, in the non-duality, if you want to be immersed in that, go for it. Not a problem. But if you want to awaken to the true nature of reality and at the same time solve the planetary ecological disasters and maximize flourishing for everybody, God realize because then it will become effortless. Stay at the threshold of oneness, God, experiencing all that is and the unknowable absolute prior to it. Okay, so again, we're at that threshold. You are now God. You are the observer, but there's different varying degrees of being God, the observer. So a lot of the time I will spend in just God, the observer. And then I will expand myself to being the God consciousness, the God observer, that is the observer of all 8 billion on this creation design. So I will expand myself out to the awareness of the consciousness that is experiencing through all 8 billion. So it's the one awareness of the consciousness experiencing through all 8 billion. So if you practice that, then you're at a really high level of consciousness. And then you can go one more level of consciousness above that, which is where you hold the awakeness or the awareness or the consciousness of not only this creation design, but all of the creation designs. That's what all that is means. Now... If you hold the position of experiencing all that is, which is already fucking crazy, that in itself is nuts, then you reject even the observation of all that is, and that's the absolute. Now you can tell why we saved this for the end. This is the hyper-advanced part of the direct path. And Neo-Advaita is trying to point people directly to this. And it's a little bit unstable, which we'll talk about here in a bit. Okay, here's another way to say the same thing. Again, the homeomorphism. Stabilize God realization, then leap beyond to before this stream of experiencing. Okay, this is what the absolute is. Stabilize the God realization. And you can even do this in the God realization of just the single observer recognizing itself as God and then transcending even that. Now, if you do it at the level of the entire creation design here and all of the creation designs, then that's really fucking nuts because that will take you to another level of holy shit. There's all of those dreams that are happening of creation designs and you transcend the observation of even that. So not just this local creation design to transcend the observation of that, but of all of the creation designs. Leap beyond to even before that stream of experiencing the observation of the creation designs. All right, so now we're getting to the end. 
where we're going to talk about the difference between what's unstable and stable. Jumping direct to absolute is unstable since their mirror of consciousness God is distorted slash polluted. Upon purification and consciousness meditating on itself, even the observer God becomes an object rather than the subject. Okay, what this means in essence is that to jump directly from the physicalism like we saw in that first graphic right here to jump directly from I am this physicalism all the way to the absolute to the beyond I is unstable because literally the mirror the purity of your observer of that is steeped in ego if you are still in I am this you are still in ego and so for you to be in ego and to go under the process of being like ah I'm an ego, but this is all a dream. Well, probably time for me to go and make some money. Maybe I want a car, but it's all a dream. But I still want a car, but I still want a house, but I still want a hot woman, but I still want to rule the world. It becomes unstable because you haven't dissolved the ego. Knowing that it's a dream and being in the ego are not mutually exclusive. They. Yeah, they are not mutually exclusive things. They do not have to happen differently. They have. They. You can be both simultaneously. You can still have an ego and be the absolute if you take and recognize that it's a dream. You're not the absolute. You're recognizing it's a dream. All right. You can be in a state of egoic consciousness, have the direct path pointed to you of this being a dream, and then stay in egoic consciousness while knowing it's a dream. There we go. That's the best way to put it. Now, what is more stable is if you go from the I am this to the first step, which is understanding infinite consciousness or infinite awareness itself, recognizing the very I amness that's the ocean or the sky that's experiencing the clouds or the waves. And that's why upon purification, what you do is you decrease the distortion and the pollution, you eradicate that, and that's what makes you even more of a pure observer. You meditate more and more on the observer, and you clean off the distortion and the pollution off of your mirror, because we're all mirrors of God, we're all mirrors of that, we are that. Or another way is where the diamonds and your diamond can not be shining so much because you have this dirty pollution on it. And so you have to rub it clean. And by doing so, you're automatically going inward more and more as well. And then what happens is you purify and you become more and more stable in the realization of God consciousness. And then what you do is you transcend even God consciousness and you recognize that as an object rather than the subject. So God consciousness becomes an object and you're there at the absolute. The shit's fucking whack.
all of this is fucking whack. It's nuts. It's beautiful. It's crazy. It's trying to use symbols and words to describe the ineffable. Which has been done for thousands of years by the Vedic Rishis and beyond. But it's crazy fucking being in this position myself. It's so crazy being here myself. It's like, oh my God, in like, you know, being, being 19, you know, if I would have stayed in South Dakota or Minnesota instead of coming out to California to Silicon Valley, right? Or if I didn't go to my, you know, 10 day meditation retreats, or if I didn't take those entheogens, or if I didn't take the year off to try and go 100% full time into seeking truth. I wouldn't be here right now. I would have no idea what the fuck I was doing still. Uh. And now we're all the way at the level of talking about transcending the observer that is God as an object. It's fucking crazy. It's so fucking crazy. There's literally nothing I can do anymore besides this. I can't do anything any anymore besides this. There's nothing else I can do. Once you've God realized, all you can do is just try your best. We talked about this on the episode with Fred Davis. All you can do is understand that A, this is ineffable. Done. Zip. B, the coolest thing to do is to be able to try and use symbols to describe the ineffable. And that's why we're doing this right now. That's all I can do now because it's the coolest thing to do. I can't do anything else. Nothing else is as cool as this. This is the coolest fucking game in town is trying to use symbols and visuals and try and put this into books and VR pedagogies and animated series and documentaries and anthologies and all this type of dope shit, which is why we're in L.A. to do exactly that. Oh my goodness gracious. And you recognize that as well. That the wind is both the wind. And the wind is also the coolest thing to try and capture and put into art. Somebody might ask you, you know, why are you trying to capture the absolute? Why are you trying to capture it? What else is there cooler to do besides try and capture the absolute and put it into art? Dude, that's by far for me the coolest thing to do around the diamond necklace around my neck and its unique expression. If you want to go and surf and you want to do that, great. Just recognize that if you're not God realized and you're surfing, you're also potentially the person that is undergoing the process of doing something that is maybe you're flipping out at your spouse and you're you're the unconscious parent that is driving egoic onion layers onto your child. That's the thing. 
You can do whatever you want, whatever your little expression of infinity is, but recognize that by God realizing, you automatically bring peace and happiness to effortlessly to everything around you. So you can basically surf and you can not have an ego. Yay! You can do whatever you want and not have an ego, whatever it's calling you to do. All right. And I think there's two more. So it seems the stable way to the absolute is through God slash I am slash all inclusive experiencing. And this is when I knew that, you know, Bentinho knows. This is when I knew. You know, this whole Bentinho Massaro's direct path was a little rough around the edges with some of the intro stuff about him and also with around some of the direct path, his most formative, like last six years of trying to understand this. But this specifically was published yesterday by me and in doing so, I knew that I had to do this video because Bentinho knows. He just knows. You know when other people know. And they know when you know. And it there's just nothing to say. And then what you do is you try and use symbols to say it for fun. And this these types of statements is what makes me know he knows. It seems the stable way to the absolute is through God slash I am slash all-inclusive experiencing. Again, the word it seems first is really important. So it seems, right? So it's like I'm not locked in. It seems because I'm the continuous learning as well. The stable way. So he's trying to make the stable. He understands that there are unstable ways to the absolute. And those are what we described earlier as well, which can create the ego that understands that this is a dream. To the absolute is through God slash I am slash all-inclusive experiencing. So he's even giving us the what it's through. So it seems the stable way to the absolute is through God, I am all-inclusive experiencing. And he's trying to give you all these different ways to understand it, which is why we do that on the show as the spiritual synthesis as well, is that it's God or I am or all-inclusive experiencing. Pick whichever one. They all represent that same thing colored differently. And so in this sense, taking on the God or the I am or the all-inclusive experiencing of not only your own understanding of your own observation point but also the observation points of all of god on this creation design and then the observation points through the awareness of all of the observation across the creation designs that are happening period in all that is and then you reject even that you transcend even the observer and you become agentless And this was another major. This, this nailed it for me. I knew that he knew. Because there's so many people that are lost in Neo Advaita. 
there's just no simultaneity in Neo-Advaita. It's like Neo-Advaita, its teaching is very much like, hey, you're in a dream right now. This is all an appearance. You don't exist. And then it's like the ego is like, uh, okay. You know, that's like the, you know, sometimes there are these revelatory breakthroughs. Don't get me wrong. There's like hundreds of people that wake up through that process as well. But the one step, the Neo-Advaita pointing may be unstable. The one step. But the two step, which is first to I am and then to absolute anchors it. And that's what you see here, where you take the first step from the physicalism to the consciousness, the awareness, that I amness, that Godness, the observer, the witness that's experiencing the clouds rather than being the clouds, the finite clouds. You are the eternal, infinite observer itself experiencing that coloration. And then you take the next step, which is transcending even that to the absolute. You transcend even all 8 billion here on the creation design and all creation designs in summation. You transcend even the observation of all of that. That's the absolute. Here's the creation design. Here's you as a physical separate entity. Then you go, I'm not the physical separate entity. And you go, okay, I'm the awareness. I'm the eternal awareness. And then you go, okay, cool. So there's a shift from outward to inward. Okay, you got that. Then the next thing is, I'm not just the observer of my, of this experience, but I'm the observer of all of the experiences that are happening right now through all of the observers. That observer is shared. So then that, that point takes on the observation of all 8 billion here on this creation design. And then that gets expanded even further to all of the creation designs themselves. And that's what all that is, is. And then you take the observation of all of that experience and you go, nope. There you go. And that's what's stable. It's just honestly stable. That's it. If you want to know the nature of your reality, if you want to know the topology, the landscape of the nature of reality, then do this two-step process, aka God realize and then absolute realize. That's the process. Go from the physical to the eternal observer and then go from the eternal observer and reject even that to the absolute. That's the process. It's as simple as that. Again, go from the contracted, egoic, separate, finite, physical entity to the observer that is eternal, Lee being colored by the experience. So you're the sky being colored by the clouds and the sky is eternal. It's been here. It'll keep being here. That's the point of these creation designs. And then you transcend even that observer itself you are agentless at that point you are attributeless at that point no attributes no agent all right
Well, I'm glad that we were able to get into the nuanced details across all of these posts. Again, you can find all of these posts on uh, Simulation Series on Instagram. Again, huge shout out to Lovin' Gabrielle. She's so awesome. Go and follow her. Her link's in the bio below. And then also Bentinho Massaro, his uh, Instagram's down there as well. Go and give him a follow. And I'm really happy we were able to hit this really high-level stuff as well. So it's not just the direct path of the first stage and the second stage and whatnot, but it's really the direct path all the way up to the highest stages. And these, these, um, this most recent exegesis really did it. And then even these, going over these, initial graphics of the direct path that Bentinho has been able to synthesize and distill for us have been really insightful for me and I hope also for you as well. This is obviously what we're working on here at Simulation and all of our other artistic distillations of the topology, the landscape of the nature of reality as well. So we're aiming to get them even more refined than this to put them into VR pedagogies, into, into animated series and documentaries and all this type of stuff and so this one's really insightful and then this one as well especially at the level of getting to the i am from the physical and then this one which really boils it down super duper boiled down and then this one again if people can't hear you if people can't hear you are that one infinite absolute formless perfection beyond all experience can you hear that? You are that one infinite, absolute, formless perfection beyond all experience. Done. 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 You are that one infinite, absolute, formless perfection beyond all experience. If you're going to try and use symbols, be precise like that. And if people can't hear that, move on to you are pure awareness, which many people understand. Not many. Approximately spiral dynamics and levels of consciousness tell us somewhere around like 15% of people understand that, which seems still pretty high. But if they cannot hear that, I suggest they focus on being present beyond their ordinary thoughts, which probably 15% of people know how to do. And if they cannot hear that, I suggest they discover their calling purpose and align everything to it. Probably closer to like 20, 25% of people are doing something like that. So or maybe closer to something like maybe 60% of people are in some sort of a process of either creating whatever they want or just having that process of, of being hypnotized into mass ignorance, which is quite clear. Just go to your local park and just go people watch or even worse if you really want it go to your local bar and go people watch but this is our creation design this is our experience and it's beautiful the way it is and at the same time, we do recognize in the dualistic concession that we want to awaken, we want to enlighten. And that's why we make art like this. And again, so grateful to Bentinho, so grateful to his team. They're doing a great job with this type of stuff. Super, super. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Love you tons. Super grateful for those that tuned in. I hope it brought you massive value. Like the video if it did. Subscribe if you haven't already. Leave your thoughts in the comments below. would love to hear from you about this. 
again, go and subscribe to Bentinho's YouTube channel. Go and check out his Mirror Talk series. Go and check out his Global Enlightenment retreat as well that he did in 2020. And also check out BentinoMassaro.tv. He's got a lot of other great content on there. Go check out the TrinfinityAcademy.com as well. He has a great breakdown of self-realization, self-actualization. It's really, really strong. And it's obvious. He's been doing it 10 years. I've been doing it a month, you know. And But we have our unique angles on this. And that we should be grateful for people like him that step up. And that say that after having the Satori, I'm going to make this robust understanding of what self-realization is and then share that with the world and continue doing that process and being in service. And it's beautiful. And also go and support Gabrielle. Again, lovin.gabrielle on Instagram. She does a great job with his quotes and many other great spiritual quotes as well. All right. That's all, folks. I love you infinitely. Thanks for sticking in with this it's been a big ride a big joy to do this episode and it's been really insightful for me uh even to take me to the next levels which is the first reason why i do this in the first place is for me for an artistic expression of this it's doing me it's doing these and then as a secondary thing if it brings you value that also brings me happiness it brings me peace and so i hope it did and share it with other people if it did, especially the ones that you know will resonate with. And let's popularize the nomenclature, right? Let's popularize these graphics, these visuals. Let's popularize the idea of transcending the physical finity and transcending that to what is the observer or the witness or the I am or the self or God that is experiencing the waves or the clouds as the ocean or the sky, right? Let's get to that first one as a civilization, as the first step, and then we'll transcend even that to the second step of the absolute, that thorn of the awareness itself. But we have to turn inward first, so let's popularize this. Let's get this deeper into our media, our education systems, and that's up to us to make the art, to push the messages out there. And it's beautiful. And I'm really grateful. And it's already just absolutely indescribable. It's all ineffable. And I adore it. And it's the coolest thing trying to do to be able to put these symbols on it as close as possible. And I'm really grateful to you, Bentinho. I'm looking forward to meeting you at some point in the near future. And also being able to go back and forth with you on shows as well. uh, Across our shows that we host. And across both of our shows because it's going to be really strong i have a feeling it'll be a really strong friendship brotherhood i also have had these visions even dating back to last year where you and i even in 2019 where bentinho and i you and i were together like on the on the level of tony robbins having the massive sort of stadiums which is one of the visions that i had in 2018 of filling sports stadiums for these massive awakening events but then in late 2019 and through that through 2020 it came up several times where you were there with me doing it together which was very fascinating and it makes sense that you know i'm gravitated to you as a spiritual synthesist because I am as well. I'm gravitated to you as somebody that has clearly experienced a Tory and that understands these things. 
and that now that I have as well, now it's sort of my turn to be able to artistically formulate them. And I'll keep sending them over to you and the rest of the team. And uh, I'm looking forward to all of that collaboration and co-creation. It's really beautiful. And to everybody that watched, again, infinite love. Thank you so much. And pierce the veilless veil. <laughs> God realize. And transcend even that to the absolute.